Hello, this is April Van Lee, your host of Inside Out Health, Fitness, and Nutrition. Today, we're going to talk about compound movements target our larger muscle groups and accessory moves target smaller muscle groups. And I'm going to be talking in episode 21 about how to use both of these for a great lifting program. So let's get started. Welcome to my podcast that is for women that are tired of fitness being sold as a means to completeness. In my community, I will lead you in help spiritually in Jesus Christ, emotionally, and bringing in good stewardship with fitness and nutrition. I am an ISSA certified elite trainer with specializations in nutrition, exercise therapy, group exercise, personal training, and bodybuilding. I've lived a life that's been bound by eating disorders, bad relationships with food, all the way around from binge eating, starving, everything in between. But now, because of relationship with Jesus Christ and how that has healed me from the inside out, I want to learn. I want to help you learn how to break free of what holds you captive and unhealthy. Now, in my late 40s, I'm living a thriving, joyful, fit, and healthy life. Come join me in my community, allowing me to hold your hand, teaching you and holding you accountable in the areas of your life to bring full circle help. Let's dive in. All right, guys. So today is a little bit different. I'm just going to be teaching you about a really great workout structure. And um, some, some of you may have never heard these terms, and you may have heard the terms but not known how to put things together. So compound movements target our larger muscle groups, and accessory moves target smaller groups. And they're both great. But if you have to use just one thing, compound moves are the way to go. A lot of times it's a great way to start a workout before you're exhausted. So I fully believe in strength training. Both of these, in strength training, both of these moves are incredible on a functional level and an aesthetic level. Compound moves are squats, deadlifts, bench presses, shoulder presses, pull-ups, hip thrust. These are just some of the things that I can name quickly that you could do almost anywhere with any kind of equipment and get a great workout. And I'm going to explain to you what each, I'm going to break down for you what each one of these that I mentioned, what it targets, okay? So that you know what muscles you are using when you do these different lifts. The squat uses your quadriceps, your hamstrings, glutes, and calf muscles. It also uses your lower back and it engages your core. Tell me that's not more bang for your buck. So if you're able, squats are a great, great tool. Now, let me um, tell you at the end of this, I'm going to kind of circle back and talk about what if you have bad knees? What if you've been through injury? Because I've been through all of that through time. So we'll circle back around and try to talk about some of that. Deadlifts are functional in that it is a hip hinge movement and it uses your large muscle groups in your legs, primarily the hamstrings and glutes, your hips. It also uses your lower back. Bench presses utilize your chest, your rear delts, the back of the shoulders and triceps. Shoulder presses work not only your shoulders, but your chest, triceps, and your back as well. Guys, are you getting the picture of how compound movements 
utilize so many muscles and what that functionally looks like as we age. The mighty pull-up is a tough one to conquer, but it can be done. And there are assisted variations and practices to make this move possible. This beast of a move works your back and your biceps and is a move that, that utilizes multiple joints. I highly encourage you to start these if needed with a band for assistance or an assisted machine and begin to lower the amount of assistance you need to let the work become more and more you doing the work. The hip thrust is not only great for the glutes as we mentioned what it uses a moment ago, but the muscle response, not only great for the glutes, and this is the muscle that is responsible for much of our physical strength and ability. Listen to this, guys. Okay, if you think this is just a girly move, or if you think that this move is a little bit weird, because, yeah, it looks a little weird. But weak glutes lead to back pain and knee pain. Weak glutes also make it much harder to get up and down and in and out as we grow older. The hip thrust helps us to avoid injuries. I encourage you, men and women, young and old, to use the hip thrust consistently, to add weight each week to grow stronger in this. Along with strengthening the glutes, it is great for the quads, the hamstrings, and the core as well. And we also mentioned the knees. Now we're gonna talk about some accessory moves. These are the moves that are great to follow up. In my opinion, they can be a warm-up too if you don't exhaust yourself before the compound moves. These moves are great to follow up the compound moves. They bring added, these bring added targeting to muscle groups to shape and strengthen them. I will not list all the moves as I would be here for a very long time. This would be an endless episode. But if you don't know how to build a workout, incorporating both compound and accessory moves, a coach is a great asset to you for that. Accessory moves, as mentioned in the intro, target the smaller muscle groups with a small concentration area. So some things that um, we could think about as accessory moves, we talked about the shoulder press being a compound movement. A lateral raise could be a great um, example of another shoulder move, but that is an accessory move, okay? Um, hamstring curls, like extensions, can be great accessory moves or donkey kicks, glute kickbacks, um, abductor, adductor moves with the legs after you've done some hip thrusts and squats, or maybe start with squats, put some accessory moves in the middle, and finish with a strong hip thrust, guys. This would be a great way to put a workout together. For back movements, you could add in, I didn't even uh, talk about the rows, but you could add in different types of lat pull downs and rows, um, pull overs. And if these words don't mean anything to you, that is, again, what a coach is for. They can help you put all of this together. But uh, what I'm hoping that you see in this is that there are different ways to work out. And if you're only using small accessory moves and doing the same things over and over and over, you're not targeting these larger muscles as well. And if you're not using compound moves, you're not just getting all the bang for your buck and really strengthening your body in such a functional fitness way. 
So are you too old? Absolutely not. Young or old? Absolutely not. Um, you are not too old to start working out. If you can move at all in any kind of way, you're not too old. Are you too young? Absolutely not. Um, now, I do believe that there is a safety thing and that there doesn't need to be tons and tons of stress and tension put on small children. But my 15-year-old son is getting very involved now, and he's wanting this healthier life on his own accord. And let me tell you, the kid, it's crazy how he just makes these gains, like blink the eye in a couple of workouts. I mean, it's just kind of like, okay, when you're almost 50, you're going, what the heck? On that note, um, <clears throat> I have been doing this since I was around 23, 24 years old, and I am now one month away from 48. And let me tell you, there's not anything I regret in all of these years. The only, as far as taking care of myself, <clears throat> the only regret I have is when before my son was born and my girls were really, really small, I did get like overly addicted to it and um, probably put more time into it than I should have. But now I have such a healthy balance of this with family life, taking care of myself and all my responsibilities. You can have the balance. And that is another reason a coach is here to help you figure it out and have that balance to, to encourage you when you just don't seem to have the gumption to go to get you to go. So my son and I work out together now, which is really, really fun. Everybody doesn't have a workout buddy. There have been times I did with all my oldest and youngest and once in a blue moon, my middle one would come in, but um, not all the time. And you can learn to work out great alone. You do not have to have a workout buddy. Um, there is something for going to a gym, a lot of times I think it takes some of the boredom of being at home out or getting sidetracked at home. Um, it also encourages you to see other people working out and might motivate you a little bit more. But even if you work out at home, you know, if you've been listening to me any amount of time, I tell you discipline over motivation. But when you do have a coach or a workout partner, you get to share the workouts. You get to share in the growth. You have someone to to push you and to laugh with you, to talk with you about this stuff and to challenge you and to, you know, go through the hurdles and the hard times and just encourage you and help you not to just settle, not to be mediocre, but to grow stronger. Guys, as you age, you're not going to regret this. I can't say it enough. I think I say it in every single episode, but I can't drive that home enough. So if you have a workout buddy like my son and I right now, we coach each other because coaches need coaches. Um, I do want to take a sidestep on this. Um, I had a friend that even encouraged me, one of my clients. She said, you know, coaches need coaches. She comes from a fitness background um, where she's been a competitor, very, very fit lady, very beautiful lady. But right now she's in a stage where she knows she also needs a coach. And I got to thinking, you know, I am almost 48, things are changing for me, and I went a little slump for a little while, but I'm starting to figure things back out again, but I actually did contact a coach for myself just to see, you know, and talk through some things. So guys, if you, if you know, coaches can be very, very expensive, but what I will tell you, I contacted this coach, and 
he told me that the plan would be over $8,000 for a year for coaching. And this coach, I mean, I think that he was great. I don't think there was anything wrong with him as a coach, except I don't know how in the world you'd pay $8,000 for a year, over $8,000 for a year for a coach. But also in that, he told me that your personal one-on-one coaching calls were only one a month. So I am going to give myself a little plug here. I've been doing this since 2005. I used to do it in person. Now I'm doing it more online. But you have personal touches with me. I build your workouts for each one of you. I don't pull it from something random. I personally set your macros for you, meaning how much protein, carbs, and fat you need for you. And we change that as needed through either a six-month or a 12-month period, whatever you sign up for. 12 months is always best because it takes a long time to undo what we've done to ourselves, not taking care of ourselves. But guys, I'm less than an eighth of what this guy talked about charging. Right about an eighth or a little less, like for a whole year. Okay, a whole year. So, (laughs) um, and with that, you have all the coaching with me that you need. I ask you for at least bi-weekly coaching calls. My clients text me all the time and I respond in the same day. This coach said you would get a text response within 24 hours. You get, I respond to you within hours if that. Um, There are the bi-weekly coaching calls where I talk to you live in person on the phone. We change up your workouts as needed. They're not pulled and just grouped for a bunch of people. And we also change your macros as needed, as I said. Um, so if you think, if you're thinking about a coach, I've had lots and lots of experience. I've had some men, mostly women, but I've had men. I've had teenagers and I have had people up to, I think my oldest was probably in her seventies. Um, currently working, I think with my oldest is about 67 and well, my son and I work out together. He's 15, but I can't think of right off the bat, my youngest client's age right now, because they're just not, they're all, I can't pinpoint. But we have several middle-aged women. So the menopausal stuff, women, the perimenopause, the menopause, it is not impossible to deal with this. I'm almost 48. And um, so if you're middle-aged and you said that there's just nothing you can do with it, it is a challenge. It's not just going to disappear overnight, but you can make changes for the positive. You can get a grip on it. You can become healthy and strong, and you can even start lifting like a very young person. Guys, I do have some limitations on and off. I've had some injuries over the years on and off. I think I said I would circle back to some of that with squatting. But um, guys, I still can go harder than a lot of really young people, and it comes down to using you know, just healthy, healthy discipline in life, maintaining a healthy weight, and having muscle, because muscle is good for our overall health, disease prevention, and functional fitness. If you listen to episode 20, we talked about being good stewards of your health. 
This is not a vanity time that you take. This is taking care of and thanking God for what he has given you. Working out can, can literally become a form of worship to God. It can be a time to talk to God. You can let worship music pour over you, listen to podcasts or teaching that build your spiritual muscles while you work your physical ones. It's a win-win. Then you also come out with more energy and better health for those in your life. Now, what's your excuse? Okay, so maybe we're going to circle back to those injuries and maybe you can't squat. Maybe you can't do X, Y, Z. So over the years, I've had three different things, um, actually four different injury type places that I've had to maneuver around, but not once have I stopped working out. So over the last year, I've had insane knee issues and an insane elbow and upper arm issue. So what I started doing, I did not squat when I could not squat. I went almost a year without squatting. And guys, for a girl who loves leg day, that was horrible. But I found alternatives. I could still do leg presses. I could still do leg extensions. I could still do leg curls. I could still do deadlifts. I could still do the hip thrusts, the abductors, the adductors. I could not lunge. So I've just recently, in the last couple of months, started squatting again. So much fun. And in the last couple of weeks, started some lunging again. But guys, I did not do it when I could not. Now, how did I handle that and what did I do? So for several months, I started using kinesiology tape and knee braces. And I just babied it. I took care of it. And do you know, over time, it has healed. Now, that may not be your issue, but I did the hip thrust. I did all the things. I eat super healthy. I eat lots of foods that are good for like all the inflammation, all the different things in your body. So I took care of it. Same thing with my elbow. I think I had some elbow issues stemming from possibly a wreck I had several years ago. I don't know. I attributed it to that. But once again, kinesiology tape for months and months. And guys, I'm back at it. It prevented me from doing pull-ups for months. But I'm back to starting to get those pull-ups back. I'm having to work my way back up, but they're coming. So you can work around it. Um, there have been times I've thrown like my lower back and hip out for no reason whatsoever. Seems to be a hereditary thing. My mom does it. And so I baby it. I take care of it. For a long, long time, I did not do heavy deadlifts. But now I'm back to heavy deadlifting. So you work around it. You don't just stop working out just because like one thing hurts. You let someone help you know how to work around these issues and you keep plugging in the areas that you can. Okay, just because one thing hurts or one thing is not possible for you and no, you should not do it when it's not possible. There are other things you can do and other ways you can take care of yourself. So I encourage you reach out to me. My contact information will be in the show notes and there's just really no reason that you cannot start taking care of yourself because you're going to regret it when you're older if you have not taken care of yourself. You will not regret it if you take care of yourself. So the one ask I could have of you is you've had this free coaching today. There are 20 other episodes full of free coaching for you. Would you please take time today if you have at all enjoyed or learned something, will you take time to go to iTunes podcast app or on your laptop, wherever you get your podcast in iTunes, would you please go and follow, give me a five-star rating, and then scroll down a little bit more and write a review. Guys, you're the way that this podcast gets out to others. 
I talk, but you're the way it gets out, okay? You help the algorithm of this podcast and its popularity, and I want to reach others first and foremost with the good news of Jesus Christ and that help that we get, because guys, we either choose Jesus or deny him. There's no in-between. It's an either-or, and we choose our destiny after that, whether we live forever in heaven with him or Um, This is going to be very unpopular. I mean, I may get bumped for this. I don't know. But we choose whether we get to live in perfect heaven or whether we don't, whether we suffer forever and ever without him. That's just a choice that we are given. He doesn't force us to do anything. Like that in our physical health is a choice. We can either be lazy and just crash and veg out all the time, or we can put a little bit of work in an hour, three, four, five times a week, and benefit from it well into old age. So I'll leave on this note. This week, I went to a new, I'm out of town. I'm in another state. So I was looking for other gyms this week with a friend of mine. And this gym said 50 and up is like silver for some kind of discount. And I thought, holy moly, I'm two years and a month from 50. It really hurt my feelings that that said silver. Talking about age. But then I got to thinking after that, guys, how many people a little over two years away from 50 are still going strong like this? I think it's becoming more and more, but it's not been the most popular thing in the world. Come jump on the bandwagon with me and be one of those people that as you enter your silver years, you're nowhere near your silver years. Let's do this together. So go follow, rate, and review my contact information is in the show notes until next time have a great evening